0: good morning good afternoon and good evening everybody it's your girl Sonya McQueen with your mind your body your choice so you know last week when I did the show I stopped and started four times as a matter of fact I had completed the show 42 minutes and everything in me just was saying Go back and do it again. Go back and do it again. It was just absolutely, I was exhausted just trying to do what I normally do effortlessly because I don't think. <laughs> That's true. A lot of you know it. I just say whatever comes to my mind, whatever's downloaded comes out. And um, But last week it was a struggle, but I promise you guys, baby, this week my mind would not stop going it was like one subject after another after another and i was typing them in my phone so that i wouldn't forget because if i think something and i wait three minutes thinking oh i'll write it down in a few minutes i'm gonna go get my phone to type it in and i'm just gonna sit there like a deer in the headlights wondering now what in the world was i thinking to do for a show and i know somebody out there is with me if you don't take care of something right that second, I don't care what you do when you're driving and you think, I can't do this while I'm driving. As soon as I get to my destination, I'm going to write this down or send this. Now we need to pull over to the side of the road and do it right then because by the time we get home, either A, we're going to even forget we needed to take care of something, or B, we're going to just drive ourselves crazy trying to remember what it was. I mean, Have you ever ran down the steps to get something or went out to your garage or went into another room and then you just stood there because you're like, now what the hell am I doing in here again? That's me almost on a daily basis. So um, I'm getting smart enough now to stop doing whatever I'm doing. I could be in the shower. I'm going to jump out, wrap a towel around me, grab my phone and type in whatever I need to type in or I'm going to keep repeating it to myself until I can get to my um my phone to type it in. But okay. Back to the subject for the day. I want to talk about our kids. If you have kids and if you don't have kids, but you are somebody's kid, um and I know everybody who listens to this, I believe they're grown, but anyway it goes, this is for all of us. What if your kids are exactly like you? Think about that. They have your personality. They have your mannerisms. They have your attitude, your anger, your lack of anger. Uh, They get ran over easily like you. They, They don't take no mess like you don't take no mess. What if your kids are exactly like you? My question is, is that a good thing? what if your kids now let's just say you have a teenager are exactly like you were as a teenager is that a good thing i tell you i had um sent a message saying that my oldest daughter me and my my three birth kids have a chat i know they have their own chat but we have one together and I posted on that, or I wrote on the the text that me and my oldest daughter, Ty, we have our snack life in common, and my youngest daughter almost took offense to that, because she's like, wait a minute, we have snack things together, too, and it was funny, because sometimes I'll post something about one of them, and another one will be like, hey, what about me, but I was just saying, I used to eat this is no exaggeration, about seven bags of sunflower seeds every day. Sometimes my kids would ask me, you know, have you even eaten real food today? So I was addicted to sunflower seeds. On top of that, I love licorice. And um, my oldest daughter, she loves sunflower seeds just like me. She could eat them all day, and she loves red licorice. And there was something else that um it was a third snack she asked for while she was here and it was funny because i had all three because those are my oh the bubble gum bubble gum i can chew at night for some reason and it's not it has to be bubble gum like hubba bubba or double bubble and i have a bubble gum machine in my bedroom i will chew about 30 to 40 pieces of gum every single night and I don't need anybody to send me a message to tell me how bad that is for me. I know it already. But when I'm done, I brush my teeth every single night. So at least the sugar's not sitting on my already full of fillings mouth. All right, teeth. So it, was, it, it made us think of the ways my kids are like me. Now you know my middle son, I gave him up for adoption when he was born so he had already started forming his personality by the time i met him which i still have to tell some of you that story um why i didn't meet my son until he was 15 um, why i thought he was deceased for 13 years um, and found out he wasn't at year 14 but that story is coming soon but anyway even he is like me you cannot run away from your gene pool your heredity your um what what your parents were what's scarier is you can't run away from what your grandparents were me and paula were having a conversation and she was talking about a part in the bible where you know you might be a decent person but the sins of your grandparents could hit you. Your great-grandparents, your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents, it could fall on you. So what I tried to be when my kids were younger, the two I raised, was the best parent I could be. But nobody's perfect, so I have my downfalls. No drugs. My kids never see me drunk. Never see me do anything out of the ordinary, but they knew I didn't play. So there was an uh, instance once where this little boy was in our backyard. We had a hell of a backyard, y'all. I had a half basketball court and one of those really big trampolines, but I didn't have a cover around it. I had a garden. My, my um, backyard, when you walked out, you walked out onto the basketball court and to the right of the basketball court was the trampoline. You go down. There was a a thing for our dog, which we didn't have, but it was a caged area for the dog to be able to run and play, but it was enclosed, so that um, they could have freedom back there, but the kids could also play with the dog not being all on the dog. And once again, I didn't have a dog. But there was a fence next to the trampoline. If you walk around the fence, I had a whole garden area. And all of this was fenced in. All of it. And then outside the fence, of course, there was more yard that needed to be mowed. And I loved it. And the kids loved it. So, of course, you could imagine it was a neighborhood attraction for kids. And... There was a boy named Bubba and I'm gonna use some words here that you guys might not be pleased with, but it's okay. We're all grown or should be. Um, The young boy Bubba was playing on the trampoline with my youngest daughter and a couple of other kids. And one boy, I guess if if my memory serves me correctly, he was just having a good time and my daughter could do flips and the boy did a flip And then when Bubba tried to do a flip, he couldn't do the flip, and the other boy laughed. Now Bubba is white, and the other boy was black. You know, I love diversity, so color has really never meant anything to me, nor my kids. Nationality and race is nothing. It's just more people to love. (laughs) People are a little different than me, but we're all human all the time. So anyway, Bubba got mad and pushed the boy off the trampoline. The boy, when he fell off the trampoline, he hit his head. And I could hear yelling and hollering. I came out the back, and uh, my youngest told me what happened. Bubba had run off. So I got the boy home, explained what happened to his parents, because I wanted them to know whose house he was at, what happened. No, I don't have a thing around my trampoline. No chargers were pressed, nothing like that. But after that, I, I went back home. And I asked my kids where Bubba lived. They told me. I walked down to his house, knocked on his door. His mother comes. I asked for his mother to come out. Because when Bubba tra- pushed the boy off the trampoline, he got him a nigger. It's a word I don't use. You know, I had never used. My kids didn't use. Um, It, it was just crazy to me that this boy is at my house my daughter's black and he calls another boy a nigger so I walk down there and I knock on the door and um, I asked for Bubba's mom to come outside and I left my kids at home which I would normally do and I wanted her to come outside minus Bubba so first I told her what happened and then I told her the word he used and I wanted to know where he got the word and she couldn't answer she didn't know I said okay well kids will be kids but your son is not allowed at my house again until you can teach your son the proper way to treat other kids and words not to use. Because if your son comes to my house again and hurts another kid, I'm going to have to come back and hurt you. And I meant it when I said it, you guys. I, I absolutely meant it. Now let's fast forward. My oldest daughter is exactly like that, but add a little oomph on that. She probably would have went down to Bubba's house, got his mom to come out, snatched her up, and would be choking her while she told her those words. She's just a little more than I am. (laughs) And I'm laughing, but it's also scary because Ty, just like I, I don't feel fear. And I've said that before and it's true. I think she's worse than me. Because I don't feel fear once you've already upset me. And I can look and there could be five of you, but the damage is done. I'm already upset, so come do whatever you got to do because now I'm just upset. And I'm not going to notice there's five of you. Let me go ahead and back up and walk away. I don't think like that. And it is a scary, I've said this before, I'm not saying it to brag at all. It's a scary way to be. And thank goodness I'm older now so I can smile at situations and walk away. But I'm not going to lie, 10, 20, 30 years ago I was nothing like that. Well, she's not like that even before she gets that away. There can be a crowd of you and she might walk into that crowd if if she has a problem. But the, the other side is she causes nobody problems. She doesn't start anything. She doesn't mess with people. Her heart is huge. Um, I thankfully raised my kids to encompass everybody. You don't judge anybody. You don't judge by sexuality, race, gender, nationality. You don't judge because you don't want to be judged. But the point is, the question was, what if your kids are exactly like you? So let's move on you do dope, I don't know what that looks like, angel dust, I think people do angel dust, PCP, I seen it on a a movie last night, me and my my husband were watching, and your 12 year old is at school, and you get a call from the school, because your 12 year old done found your dope, and took it to school, and shared it with her best friend, and now the school had to call 911, And they're calling you to come to the school because the police are waiting on you. They don't tell you that part. They just tell you there's an issue. You need to come to the school now. Billy had a problem, or Beletta had a problem, and they need you to come, and you go, and the police are waiting on you. They want to know where Billy Beletta, that's two different names, y'all, got this drug, you play stupid, you have no idea, but you're mad on the inside. And all you're thinking is, boy, when this child gets out of the hospital, I'm gonna beat the hell out of him. Own your mess. Own your mess. Had your child not known what you did that made you feel so good, they wouldn't want to do that thing that made them feel good and take it so their friend can partake in it too. Own your mess. It is your opportunity to confess, it's my fault, take your punishment, and then when the opportunity arises because chances are the state might take your child, straighten up your act. It's your opportunity to be a better person. And I'm using this example because it's a real one. I've known for this to happen. A friend of mine, but her parents, all they wanted to do was hurt her. They deflected. It was all her fault. They don't know where she got it from. They lied. They did not own their mess. But in reality, if you do things like that and it makes you feel good and your your kid sees you feeling good after you're doing something, they might not understand how dangerous it is what you're doing. They might not get that. All they know is, hey, mommy does it daddy does it, why not? I was watching court TV yesterday, I I am trying to wean myself off of court TV, y'all, and um, working, kind of, cooking, not, not work, work, but cooking work, and I actually wasn't watching it Um, I didn't have it on in the kitchen I have a TV in my kitchen it was on in the living room and I turned it up real loud so I couldn't see it and um, young lady was telling the judge how her mother was in prison so her grandparents were raising her but when she turned 13 her mom got out of prison and she got a job her mom was a, a, a drug addict. And her mom had got a a job and she was doing well and she just wanted the opportunity to be with her mom. So she went to live with her mom and it was really good until it wasn't. Her mom got back on dope, lost her job. And her mom told her one day, I know a way I could get money. And her mom had her drop out of school. She was 14. Then her mom took her to a hotel where her mom's friend was, a man. And her mom stayed in that room with her daughter and the man while the man had sex with her virgin 14 year old daughter. And at the end of it, the man gave the girl $200 and the girl gave it to her mom. And that's what her mom had her doing so that her mom could do her drugs. She prostituted her own child out. She trafficked her own daughter out so that she could get high. Now, the daughter ended up somehow, I, I don't remember what happened. I, I think um, my, uh, somebody from work called me and interrupted my day, but the mother um, ended up in trouble again, and the daughter was in the hospital. She went to the doctor for something. She had STDs, and because of her age, they called the people on her, and the state took custody of her, so it lets me know she was under 18 and the state took custody of her, and she was pregnant, and she gave birth to a son while um, in, I I think she was in a home, like a, a, a home for girls, and she had a child, and it was the child she was suing because he stole from her. But my whole point is, how do you think that mother ruined that girl's life? Because even after her mother went back into the system, And she was on her own. All she knew was to sell her body. What if your child is exactly like you? She didn't say anything about drugs, but she prostituted until she was in her 20s. All because her mom had her drop out of school. And this is what she told her to do, to make money and make her happy. She knew that made her mother happy. And she got paid my opinion, her mother ruined her life and she'll never be the same because here she is suing her grown son and the first 20 minutes of that episode was about her and what she did to make money and how her life was and how she's still trying to overcome that. My heart bled for her. It bled for her. My husband had come home for lunch by then and he was telling me, um, because he had turned the TV down, um, that the, the daughter, um, not the son, but the daughter, was saying how she couldn't even read or write. And I was thinking, well, god dang, you were 13 when you went to live with your mom, and you couldn't read or write? At 13, the system failed you. Your grandparents were failing you. Your mom failed you. Generational generational now she didn't say anything about her grandparents other than that's who she stayed with but how are you that age my grandkids are eight and they read the twins are eight how are you that age and you can't read or write but anyway it it was just sad all the way around but it goes back once again what if your kids are exactly like you what if you have a filthy mouth and you remember as a young person cursing people out and being rude and nasty and now here's your eight year old going to school telling the teacher what she can do and stick it where the sun don't shine. Do you take ownership? Are you one of those parents and I know a lot of you listeners are who says because I'm the parent, you don't do what I do, you do as I say. That's dumb. That's dumb. Your parent your kids are going to emulate you. That's what kids do. They emulate adults. That's what they do. I'm gonna be honest, you guys. When I was raising my kids, I tried not to ever use any foul language. I didn't play any music with foul language. Kids will tell you when you are in the car I listen to kid friendly music or whatever silly stuff they had you know back then there were CDs and we would have CDs with kid stuff on it Barney music Sesame Street I would play that and I would listen to it that's all I listen to around my kids and kid friendly music Walmart I don't know if they still do they only sold kid-friendly music so I would actually go buy music from Walmart because it had no cursing in it. I didn't curse around my kids. I hardly ever drank all all my life. When I was younger, I loved beer, but um, I never drank liquor. Like I've never bought a bottle of liquor until, you know, I was in my maybe 40s, but never bought a bottle of liquor, um, but I would have beer or wine in my fridge. I I didn't even sit around my kids and drink beer or wine. But I tell you what I did do is somebody would cross me or something. It was never around my kids. I would handle it. And it is amazing how my oldest daughter picked that up anyway. How my oldest daughter loves wine just like me. I think she drinks stuff harder than wine, but I'm not sure. How she's got my temperament how she's shaped like me, pretty much. She's just shapely -er. It's just amazing what you pass down to your kids, even without trying or knowing. Now, that's me without trying. I found out as an adult how my mother's temper was. Never seen my mom mad. Never seen her curse anybody out. But I knew my mom would handle stuff if I told her She just didn't do it in front of me. Let's go back, I found out how my grandma was. My grandma didn't play. So it was just passed down. I don't know what my mom seen my grandma do, but I know I never seen my mom do anything. But I know how I was, and I know how my daughter is. Tweet on the other hand, my youngest, sweet as pie. She's not going to start nothing. She don't want to fight nobody. She doesn't want any problems. She doesn't want any trouble. Her feelings are so hurt when she loses a friend. She is so hurt when somebody doesn't want to talk to her. She has a friend now. She loves this friend. But the friend, I told Tweet a long time ago, she's not a friend. She's an associate. She can take you or leave you. That's just how she is. I want her to grow thicker skin, but she is who she is. I just don't know where she gets it from because her father is more like me, but he doesn't mind cursing in front of his kids or going off or or whipping somebody up. So this sweetness she has, I'm sure it came down from some generation. It just didn't come from me, but I do have a sweet side. Let me take that back. I have a very sweet side, and I'm very loving, and I'm very caring, and very concerning. And if I love you and care about you, you have no worries in the world. I'm going to be your confidant. I am going to be your backbone. I'm going to hold you up when you're struggling. I'm going to pray for you, and you don't have to know every time I drop a prayer for you. I am going to hurt when you hurt, all of that. So I guess she could get it from me, but... She missed the other thing. I was looking at my granddaughter, her baby. She's 11 months, almost 11 months. And Melody has this look, sweet as pie. She is a good baby. She hardly ever cries. If she cries, it's because she's hungry and you need to hurry up. Or she's sleepy and she's fighting that sleep like crazy because she don't want to miss nothing. But Melody was looking at people, some people come near her, she turned her whole body away from them. They go to pick her up, she just moving fast because she don't want you to touch her. I said, Melody gonna have an attitude. (laughs) She is not gonna play with people. I could already see it in her. And it's gonna be a lot for her mom if she is like that. But she's gonna be just like her grandma, her auntie, or her great grandma, her great, great, great grandma. And the point is, you guys, don't tell your children or teach your children not to tell your grandchildren or teach your grandchildren not to tell your great-great-grandchildren. Do as I say, not as I do. If you do the right things in front of your kids, that's what they're going to pick up. But some things you can do the right things all the time, and there are going to be things embedded in them from the time they were just a little dot in your belly because it was passed down through generations that you cannot fight them having. You ever meet somebody who instantly they wanna do drugs or something and you don't know where it comes from because you don't do it. You don't do it and, and your husband doesn't do it or your wife doesn't do it or your significant other doesn't do it and you didn't see it growing up and you know, or they're mean, they, I mean they're just mean. Mean, 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 and you don't get it because you're sweet as pie. And nobody around you is mean like that. It came from somewhere. Know your heritage. Know what you might be dealing with in your kids and why. And what generational curse it's coming from. That is so real. I cannot Tell you guys enough how real that is. It might have skipped you, but it might be waiting for your child. Know your background. I am so upset that it was after my grandma passed at 92, my dad's mom, my paternal grandmother, that I learned so much about her. I didn't know my grandma was a maid. She was one of them black women who got dressed in a very nice dress with her apron and her white gloves and went and worked in the rich white people's neighborhoods. I didn't know that. My grandpa picked cotton. I didn't know that. But I also learned that artists were not slaves. Guess in our own way we were, but I learned we weren't slaves like we didn't have masters. I wish I would have known more to ask my grandma more before she passed. My other grandma, my uh, maternal grandma, my mom's mom, she passed away at 99. All the food she ate, meat-wise, she hunted for. Haunted. She hunted for. All she really ate was fish. Venison, deer, you know, which is venison. Um, Things she hunted is what she ate. She didn't really go to the store and buy meat. She grew her own vegetables. I never noticed that when I went to visit Grandma, you know, and I didn't really spend a lot of time with her as an adult. I don't know how true this is. I've said this before, but as I understand, she was primarily Indian and she grew up on a reservation because her mom was pure Indian until her mom, my great-grandma, met my great-grandpa. Then they lived in a house. I learned about my great-great-great-grandma who was pure Indian who was sold to a Dutchman and he used to beat her and um, that's why some of my family doesn't even look African American, which is also why I say, you never judge. You know, I don't understand prejudicism because you never know what's backing your heredity. You never know. You just never know. So back three, four, gener- four, five generations for me, I had a pure Cherokee grandma who was married to a Dutch man. Where I get my beautiful dark color from, I don't know, but I appreciate them all. I appreciate them all. But you never know what she went through that now sits on my kids or my grandkids. Just know, just know No matter what you do and you think you're hiding it from your kids, you can't hide anything from them inspectors. You can't. And even if you can, if it's in you, it's in them. So do the best you can to raise your kids or your grandkids in love, in honor, in respect. Watch the words you use around them because they might be the same words they're using when they're not around you. Or better yet, they might be the same words they use when they're talking to you and you just don't understand where they get this filthy mouth and you wanna pop them in it, you wanna slap them, and you wanna shove soap down their throat, but they are a product of you. Just be the best parent you can be if you have young kids. If you don't, and you have grown kids and you're shaking your head and trying to understand why they are the way they are, look in the mirror. And if it's not the mirror, look in your past. I I watch, I'm going to say this and I'm going to end this. I watched a show, um, um, uh, it, it's something about evil. It comes on Oxygen, I think, or ID. And there are, there was this kid, there was this kid, it was something about evil, um, the evil I know or something, but anyway, there was this little boy, and when he was like five and six, he was killing animals, and his mother knew, he was just killing little, you know, he'd find a squirrel and kill it, or a frog or something, and then, around seven or eight he would get a butcher knife and come after her and she would be scared and first she would yell at him and and um, slap him you know and she was a uh, she said she never cursed never beat her kids never did anything but she would like she said he'd be in a daze or something she would slap him and it would just hurt her to do that and he would you know cry or you know she'd get the knife from him and but by the time he was nine, you know, she was running and locking the door from him and yelling, put the but put the knife down, put the knife down, you know, and she was actually scared of him and you know, then he would um do things to some kids at school and um fast forward, fast forward, um she put him out like at sixteen. She was just terrified of him and he killed somebody. And um The police came to her to talk to her and the first thing out of her mouth was, not my son, not my son. She was on TV saying she could not believe her child killed somebody. She just, she could not fathom it. And I'm thinking, lady, he started showing you who he was at five when he was killing little animals and then getting butcher knives coming after you. And threatening you. And you were scared of him. And you were locking yourself away. And you put him out because you were so scared. And you're shocked he killed somebody. From the very beginning, that lady should have addressed her son's killing of animals. Because I am the type, when I see roadkill, my heart aches. Did that that? Did that animal suffer? Do they feel pain like I do? Is there an animal heaven? <laughs> He's purposely killing them. There is, um, I live in a very nice neighborhood and I love to run um, on the sidewalks here. There are huge sidewalks, you know. If there's people walking past you, you don't have to move or, or get in the road or get in the grass so they can pass. You can stay on the sidewalk. Um, but there's one area I, I, you know, it's sometimes when I do more than three or four miles, I run through other neighborhoods or I walk through it depends on what I'm doing, but there's this one sidewalk I go down and there've been a couple of times I've seen frogs charcoaled. They look like if I stepped on it. You know how you burn paper and the paper stays, it it turns black and it like crumples up. But if you touch it, it just falls apart. That's what the frogs look like. If I touch it or something, it will fall apart. But you could tell they're frogs, the big bullfrogs. And probably about, uh, I've seen on two different occasions, maybe four or five. And it struck me the first time as I continued running, wait a minute, Somebody purposely did that, and it was after 4th of July. I'll never forget, it was 5th of July. And all I was thinking is somebody probably tied, got those frogs, and put firecrackers on those frogs. And then I thought, no, because wouldn't the frog explode? So it was really in my mind what happened to these frogs in this one little area on the sidewalk over here in this quiet, because there are no houses on the sidewalk what it is is a huge fence because there's a house on the inside of the fence and there's nothing on the other side of the road it's um it's it's a road and then it's a median and then a road again for traffic going east the traffic going west and then you go down a little bit further and there's more houses but there's nothing else nothing else so I was thinking, man, there had to be somebody who did this, but how could they do it and, and why? But that person or people or kids, whoever, you know, my mind goes to they had to be out of their minds to do that. But then I remember somebody who I loved dearly, and I won't say who, who was a good person. Wouldn't hurt a fly, not a fly said when they were younger they didn't know any better and they would catch frogs and shoot the frogs up with different chemicals and then watch the frogs sometimes explode or just die or try to jump away and and turn all kinds of stuff and I'm thinking you're crazy but this person they're grown up now and, and they say it just saying how, the stupid stuff they did as kids, as little as they call themselves here in Miami, jits, and um, the things they did so the other side of me doesn't want to judge and think that this is just evilness, but it is something if I caught my child doing it, I would confront it and I would explain how the circle of life goes and how those frogs are a necessity for something, I don't know what, I I don't know, but they're a necessity for something, but they deserve to live their life (laughs) and not be tortured because that's exactly what that is, torture. So I'm gonna ask again and I want you guys to think, what is in your background? More than that, what are you showing your kids or your grandkids? What did you show your kids for your kids to show your grandkids? How do you stop generational curses? Can you stop a generational curse? If there is something that your great, great, great grandparent did that falls on your kids, can you stop it? Can you rectify it? Can you change it? How do you feel if you raise your child in hate, but they grow up to be loving? Do you dislike your kid for being loving? Because they aren't filled with the... The hate you tried to raise them with, like prejudicism, you know? Some people raise their kids to be prejudiced, and it's just not whites who do it. It's just not whites. You you have Asians who disown their children if they marry outside their race. I have a friend, she's from China, She said her parents love everybody, but when she married a white guy, they disowned her. You can love them, but you can't marry them. I have people in my family like that, but if you came to a family reunion on my mom's side, you wouldn't, if you just walked through, you wouldn't know if it was a family reunion for whites or blacks. You'd be confused, or Hispanics. You'd be totally confused because the diversity is so big. I love it. But what if you raise your child that they can only, they can like everybody, but they can only marry or date in their race? Is that okay? What if they go outside of it? Are you going to disown them? And believe me, I'm not even judging that. I get it. I get it. I get it. Not judging that at all. You know, you might shake your head or scratch your head if your child come home with somebody of a different race and be like, what the hell's going on? I get it. I'm not judging that at all, but I'm just saying if they do it, do you disown them? Like my friend's family did. What if your child comes home one day and they decide you're all Muslims and they don't wanna be a Muslim, they wanna be a Christian? Do you give them the right to choose or do you disown them or do you try to convince them to be what you want them to be? What if your child comes home one day and decides, you know what, Mom, I don't want to be a boy anymore. I've always felt like I was a girl trapped in a boy's body and I hate my body, I hate myself, and if I can't become a girl, I just want to die. What do you do about that? What do you do if your daughter comes home and says, I like girls, and you don't believe in homosexuality, you don't believe in that, what do you do? Where does that come from? If you're heterosexual and all you love is the opposite sex, but your child isn't, where did it come from? Do you think it's just the choice? I ask all these questions because this is a different world we're living in now, you guys. I I almost hate this new world technology. People can't even put down their phones while they're driving. Everybody want to, I mean, I, I can't begin to tell you how many people are FaceTiming while driving, holding the phone, FaceTiming, in traffic. It's a new world. But do you raise your kids not to do that? Nothing's that important. Put down your phone. When you get home, you can respond. Or are they watching you FaceTime in traffic? Social media is the devil. (laughs) Do you teach your kids not to bully people on social media? More or less, if you got young kids, do you check their phones to see what they're doing? I used to check, phones were not like they were now, like they are now. But I used to take my kids' phones just on a whim. There was no go get your phone. It was, I pop up, hand me your phone. Hand me your phone. I thought about that because the other day my my husband took, um, he was um, trying to help my my, uh, stepdaughter, For some reason, I text her and send pictures, and people send her stuff, and she's not getting it, so he was trying to fix it. But it just reminded me then, you know, I wonder how often her mom might take her phone just to see what's going on. She's a good girl, but still, just (laughs) good girls have problems, too. Good girls have problems, too. And this trafficking is real. I'm part of the Broward County Human Trafficking Coalition, and this is real, you guys. People pretend to be somebody they're not, so have you raised your kids? Make sure your kids raise your grandkids to respect themselves enough to know what they're talking about when they're on social media, to not bully people, to not say crazy stuff on social media and hide behind a phone. Know who you're raising, look at how you're raising them. And be proud in the end and just know you did the best you could and you did your part. So if your kids go to the left, you didn't teach them to go that way. But if all you showed them was the left and they went to the left, take the blame and try to help them. All right, you guys, you know, my website still isn't up. I'm going to call that guy today. I don't know what's going on now. It's been a month. Um, but it is your girl. You can hit me up on sonya.mcqueen69 at outlook.com. That's Sonia with a Y S O N Y A dot M C Q U E E N, the number 69 at outlook.com. Eventually, my website will be back up www.ledbymotivation.com. And if you have any questions for me, if there's any topic you want me to cover your mind, body, so you send it to me. I received a couple I really have no idea how to start. Um, So what I'm going to do, I'm still waiting on this guy to show me how to add guest speakers. I want to have guest speakers desperately. I've got nine lined up, and I promise you they won't disappoint. So your mind, your body, your choice Make the right decisions and have a beautiful day.